Take courage, son. Your sins are forgiven you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. St. Thomas has affirmed, justice without mercy is cruel. But mercy without justice is the mother of dissolution. Jesus paid for us the price of his mercy. He came on earth, he suffered his passion, and died on the cross for this only purpose, to open for us the gates of his infinite mercy. No, Christ's mercy is not this childish love that would excuse everything, that would close his eyes over any sin. Mercy that would suppress any notion of contrition, of sorrow and repentance. As Our Lady insisted at Fatima, which we celebrate today is the last apparition at Fatima, she said men must amend their lives and ask pardon for their sins. They must no longer offend our Lord, who is already so much offended. And then the angel as well cried out in a loud voice. He said, penance, penance, penance. This is under this grave obligation of penance that mercy, the mercy of God, can be received. And one might wonder about the type of penance to do. Or one might feel discouraged while listening to this exhortation. But here again, in His infinite mercy, Christ Himself gives us the answer. And He traces for us the path, a safe path. The sacrifice required of every person, He says, is the fulfillment of His duties in life and the observance of the law of God. This is the penance that I now seek and require. Observance of the law dictated by the sacred scriptures, by our nature itself, by the church, and by our conscience, enlightened by grace, and fulfilling our daily duties as priests, oblates, father, husband, mother, wife, children, for the love of God. And this is our challenge. Avoiding primarily everything that would endanger or even destroy our union with God. And if one has the misfortune to fall into the abyss of a mortal sin, seeing his soul as paralyzed as in today's gospel with the paralytic, let him come all confident to the sacrament of God's mercy, not waiting for despair or just discouragement to take over, but quickly let him drink to the fountain of God's infinite love for the sinner. Do not wait, do not postpone this miraculous supernatural encounter with Christ, thinking that there is no way to overcome this particular sin. No, but instead, run to the confessional, have recourse to the sacred heart which has so loved men. One condition, though, 
If God has been offended, His mercy can heal the soul only if the creature recognizes his faults and repairs with a true contrition the offense made to the divine justice. Take courage, says our Lord, because this way of penance is not easy. Sin has damaged or destroyed the ability of the soul to love on a supernatural level. There is therefore a real duty of reparation, of restitution. Mercy without justice would be the worst of cruelties, says St. Catherine of Siena. Justice requires the restoration of the violated order in the sinner. God's infinite goodness is with one mortal sin infinitely offended because of the infinite gap that separates us from God. However, because of His infinite mercy, very little is required from us. Contrition, a sincere sorrow for our sins, confession to the priest, and satisfaction in performing the penance given. Here again we have to hold together justice and mercy. St. John Marie Vianney explains, all are pardoned or none is pardoned. It is impossible for light and darkness to be in one and the same place. Hence, sanctifying grace and mortal sin cannot dwell together. If there be grace in the soul, there can be no mortal sin. And if there be mortal sin, there can be no grace, for mortal sin expels all grace. If sanctifying grace abides in the soul, the soul then has a claim to heaven. If the soul is in the state of a mortal sin, it is headed for hell. The sinner must therefore necessarily be sincerely sorry for all mortal sin if he wishes to be reconciled with God. For it is impossible to have a claim on both heaven and hell simultaneously. It is impossible to be a friend and an enemy of God at one and the same time. And justice does not mean this image that one might have of a cruel and merciless God, sitting on His throne, surrounded by a court of pitiless judges. No, on the contrary, this image is that of a risen Christ, still marked on His flesh with the five wounds of His crucifixion. And the opening side of our Lord gives us a glance of the very source of our justification, that is, the transforming of the sinner from the state of unrighteousness to the state of holiness and sonship with God. What is this source? The Sacred Heart, mystery of the love of God for the sinner. My mercy is greater than your sins and those of the entire world, said our Divine Lord to St. Faustina. Who can measure the extent of my goodness? 
For you I descended from heaven to earth. For you I allowed myself to be nailed to the cross. For you I let my sacred heart be pierced with the lens. Thus opening wide the source of mercy for you. Come, come then with trust to draw graces from this fountain. I never reject a contrite heart. Your misery has disappeared in the depth of my mercy. Do not argue with me about your wretchedness. You will give me pleasure if you hand over to me all your troubles and griefs. I shall heap upon you the treasures of my grace. End of quote. The Latin term expresses it very well. Misericordia. Miseria and core. Misery and heart. It is in the nature of God's mercy that his heart extends into our misery and redeems us. Thomas, bring hither thy hand and put it into my side. Be not faithless, but believing. Come, says our Lord, come despite all, all your sins, all your imperfections, despite all misery. My heart is overflowing with love and compassion. Come to me, touch this sacred heart wounded out of love for you. Divine paradox, your sins are for me the motive of my love. Your sins are the very reason for my mercy. This is why St. Francis de Sales, our dear patron, could say, I don't know how I am made. I feel miserable. I don't trouble myself about it. And sometimes I am even happy in thinking that I am a really good object for the mercy of God. Let us finally invoke our dear mother, Speculum Justitiae and Mater Misericordiae, Mirror of Justice and Mother of Mercy. Let us hold firm the hand of Our Lady. She will give us the strength and courage to walk to the foot of the cross and there to receive the precious blood flowing from the, the open side of our son, son that will cleanse our soul. The merits of his passion, his holy cross, instrument of his mercy, becomes thereby the bridge between our misery and the divine justice. Justice without mercy is cruel, but mercy without justice is the mother of dissolution. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.